Right, hello and welcome to the latest Hashtag Love Leash podcast um, brought to you by the team here in Leash today. Uh, this episode, will we mentioned it last week, we have a very, very good interview with photographer Michael Scully coming up later on the show. We had a written piece out of it at the weekend and it got a huge, huge reaction. Uh, Michael has been a photographer in Leash since the late mid to late 1960s. Um, he has done... Uh, weddings, communions, confirmations, dinner dances, football matches. And a big thing at the time that don't really happen anymore is the family portraits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember we got family portraits with yeah, Michael Scully, Michael yeah. Scully. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, down in St. Mary's Hall in, in Strably. Um, is that after your confirmation or something? Yeah. Or? Okay, oh, yeah. was it? Or maybe communion? Because I don't think my brother's in it. Because he's always given out that there's loads of pictures all over the house of the three of us. But no sign of him in any pictures. So (laughs) I think it could have been communion maybe. I remember him set up himself and I think his wife. And uh, we went in and you had had the... the, the thing in the background the backdrop like, thing, the backdrop yes. and yeah. the, the light uh, yeah. and all that and Michael yeah. very meticulous and make sure that everything was done, done right, right. Yeah. laterally then I later, laterally that's not what uh, is la- it laterally laterally that's yeah, what yeah, I was looking yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, I've got to know more uh, truly today because we'd meet him at frequently events. at events and and I can honestly say like he'd be there covering for you know maybe for the Nationals or Leinster or else for he could be hired by the council, the council yeah. Yes, yeah. but he'd be very accommodating to us oh, and he'd so always he deal with yeah, yeah. And for us, if, if I'm trying to get a picture on the phone, like he'd always make sure that I can get that as well. He'd set it up and, and all that. Like, so, yeah. an absolute gentleman. Ah, yeah, no, a hu- huge reaction to it. Um, well, as we had, we spoke last week that we had the interview with Liam Highland. So, between Liam Highland and Michael Scully, it was a fierce lot of love expressed for the two of them yeah. on social media. It's nice to be able to do positive things because we're always talking Absolutely. about negative stuff. Absolutely. For, and I love those. Uh, I interviewed, well, you'll hear it later in the show. Um, I, I interviewed Michael, really enjoyable, really interesting, hearing about him setting up mm. on his own. But those family portraits of a different time, there was a few of them in the comments and the backdrop, <laughs> and uh, they're just absolutely... Bra- people used to go over to his studio to get a family portrait taken, and uh, knew there was a picture of me as a young fellow, about two, I'd say. Oh, yeah? You know, the, and I don't know if that was taken for the rest of them. Like, like you <laughs> say, the eldest has... Uh, I know of a family, I know of a family, four children, and the youngest, when they were in junior infants or senior infants, they had to bring a photo into school of themselves as a baby and put up on the wall. And they couldn't find a picture. And the parents <laughs> gave him a picture of one of the other ones and said nothing to him. <laughs> Poor fourth child, you know. Um, so, so that's it. No, you, we'll hear, hear from Michael later. It's just a really enjoyable piece to do. And um, we're going to have to get a few. We, we had no interview last week, but we're going to have to, to, to round up a few more for the coming weeks. Um, anyway, I suppose the local story we're just hearing about, Alan, and we run about local elections in that last week. Ashling Morn has left Fine Gael and is now an independent in Leash County Council. So Ashling is a councillor for the Great Cullenport Harrington Municipal District, has been a Fine Gael councillor since 2019 when she got elected. Her father, John, was a councillor since 1991 or 1985, long-standing time, was a general election candidate. I think John was an election candidate at least once. Anyway, he ran alongside Charlie Flanagan in 2011. Um, so fa- fair Fine Gael history there. Ashling has said she did an interview with Joe Barrett and the Leash Nationalist. We don't mind giving a plug to some of her competitors when they break a story of that uh, significance. But she said she's been a blue shirt since she was seven. She campaigned with Alan Jukes. Mm. So give us the significance of this one locally then. Yeah, I, I suppose it's somebody who's been at the meetings like I have been. I don't find that v- as a surprise at all because there's been continuous clashing between. Um, at the minute, the the council is con- controlled by Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, so the position of chair and vice chair in both the full council, which is where they all sit together, and in the municipals, um, is is rotated between the two. And the first signs of kind of friction came. About two years ago, I think, when you were possibly at the meeting where it was within the Great Cullen, Port Arlington district, and Ashley nominated Ben Brennan as vice chair, I think, at the time. Ben and Brennan he's and an Aiden independent councillor. Yeah, Ben Brennan, Aidan Mullins, Sinn Féin councillor, Port Arlington, always give out about the unfairness of these roles being divvied up by Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. Now, Aidan goes, Aidan is very, very conscientious, great councillor in Port Arlington. I do often wonder, like, he goes to this rant and he gets the, f- the story every single year, it's not fair and, and all this. And, but that's politics, you know. Yeah. Like, if Sinn Féin had four seats in that council and, and the others had two, they'd take the seats. Like, yeah. that's, how it, that's how it works. But Ashling, anyway, decided she was giving her job. Yeah, I think she was supposed to get it at the time. Vice and, chair, I but, uh, but I don't think she was successful the first time she attempted it. I think it was, uh, was a stalemate and then the... 
the outgoing chair had the casting vote or something like that, wasn't there? Oh, some that's a draw. Back I, I would have to check it, but anyway, that was the first signs you could say that there was an issue because she went against the the pact that had been agreed after the election, uh, and then it happened again. I think the, the most recent time, and I think it got through uh, on the most recent most recent one where I think but there has always been a sort of a serious edge between Ashling and her Fine Gael colleagues if anything there was more of an edge between Ashling and Fine Gael colleagues than there was between oh yeah uh, th- like those in, across the, in, the, in the, year the one council. not so much uh, year two it kind of started and definitely the last like we're into year four now and definitely in the last 12 months it's been continuous uh, Thomasina Connell is the uh, chairperson of the council and there has been continual just meetings adjourned. It's very hard to report on, actually, because uh, I find it's, it's not my speciality. Sports is my speciality, and uh, reporting on um, on this, I find it difficult because it's very hard to. I find it very hard to capture what happens properly on uh, a written piece without misrepresenting one side or the other and uh, condensing it in such a way that is easy to follow. Yeah, uh, and like there's some the st- I've re- I've re- uh, read accounts in other publications of of the exchanges and sometimes I find that it doesn't reflect what I actually witnessed and I I read them thinking oh, maybe this person was in the wrong or that person was in the wrong. I just think it's very difficult to capture like it's it's very tip for task. Like me and you started having an argument here now and we started oh, and uh, there was little comments here and little comments there and that's what happens and and all of a sudden then it boils over but um I'm not surprised that yeah, she's Yeah, it's not late. surprising. This no. is absolutely been the, the writing has been on the wall for this. Now Ashling says like she remains a councillor, she'll be an independent councillor. Whether she joins the technical team like as the other group, technical group as they call it, not which is uh, Labour's Mary Toohey, uh, Sinn Féin have Caroline Dwayne Stanley and Ed Mullins. Mullins um, James Kelly is an independent. It's only the four of them because I think Ollie Clooney then is... Ben Brennan is independent oh, as well. Oh, Ben Brennan is independent, yeah. but Ollie Clooney is independent, but he sides with, uh, with Fine Gael, Fianna yeah. Fáil. Well, he's Fine Gael in particular. Mm. Um, a year out from local elections, it's not confirmed and we'll hear from Ashling, I'm sure, over the next day or two whether she will run as an independent candidate. And I'd be surprised if she didn't. You know? Oh yeah, so would I. Like, I mean, like she um she's been there now for the last four years from her, from her father's seat. So I, I'd be surprised if she didn't run as an independent. Like she kinda in the that she was in two different pieces. She did a piece with the independent as well. And she sort of intimated that that's possibly what she would do, so it remains to be seen. It's uh, it's difficult as an independent. James Kelly, Ben Brennan will tell you that. Like it is difficult. You don't have the support of your party, and that and even the most basic stuff, posters, leaflets, lads to go around and canvas with you. Well, like, you can have a team, though. There's no yeah, but you, but now you're you're sometimes you get that support from within the party. Mm. You know, or no, you do get that support from within the party. Whereas now, if you're on your own, you're you're relying on. Sports yeah. of you, <laughs> yeah, rather yeah, yeah. than sports well, of. Here, here's the thing that it'll come down to. Ashton got the sixth seat at yeah. the last, in the, and, and that was a, the most straightforward of the three areas. That there was nine candidates and six seats, and in the end, she got a comfortably enough. When Vivian Phelan was eliminated, her transfers got Ashling over the line, and she had three hundred votes to spare in the end, or something. So, it, she didn't get as strong a vote as her father had gotten the previous time. But she was still comfortably enough elected. Um, now I suppose she, she's a scenario. She leaves Fine Gael. Does she get additional supporters or voters probably. now that she's not Fine Gael? Yeah, but probably. W- will they more than replace the votes that she might lose because she's not Fine Gael? Yeah, well, that's, the, know, bit, that's so, the big so, question. So, so yeah. that's the sort of the sum on it. Ben Brennan is a strong independent councillor from that end of the area. Mm. Aaron Kelly is going to be running for Sinn Féin. Mm. Um, in gr- from Great Cullen in that area as well. Is there enough of a vote there? And then Vivian Phelan is a confirmed candidate. Well, she's not a confirmed yeah. candidate. No, sorry, I'm wrong to say that, but she's an area rep. She's a likely candidate. Yeah. And, and will some of the Fine Gael vote come back that way? You have PJ um, Kelly, if he goes again, we don't know whether PJ is going to, you know, he, he took Tommel Hall's seat. Mm. So whether he, he runs... He co-opted into, into yeah. Tommel Hall's seat. And then you come back f- f- further towards the Geogos who goes from Port Arrington to Great Cullen. Aidan Mullins is very strong. Um, Barry Fleming. Parik Fleming is obviously very strong. Fianna Fáil mm. down the, the, the other end. We've heard Willie Ramsbottom is in for the nomination for Fianna Fáil in that area. Pascal McAvoy, very strong and established in Stradbally. Mm-hmm. Um, will we have a Cahill Berry candidate in Port Arlington? That's you know? the talk anyway. Yeah, yeah, and I'd be surprised if we don't. Yeah. Um, I'd be surprised if we don't. And Port Arlington, 
you know, Port Arlington would have tr- tr- was one stage when Port Arlington had Fianna Fáil, wasn't Fianna Fáil yeah. can, uh, like now, now, now they don't, Fianna Fáil don't have any in Port Arlington. So it's can the, wh- where do the numbers go in, in mm. all that regard? Tom Hall would have been very strong in Port Arlington. You'd imagine PJ Kelly would be strong in Port Arlington. That's where he went to school. He's the Port Arlington, Killinar, Demo, Vickerstown, mm. Courtwood uh, area. So there's a lot, I reckon that area will be, there'll be more going on in it this time. And oh, much more, yeah. Owen Barry, who did very well in the last local elections was, I think he was seventh. I think he. I think he was ahead of Vivian, but mm. behind, um, behind Ashling. Very, very well for for a Labour candidate in the last election. And Deirdre O'Connell Hopkins, Hopkins ran for Fianna Fáil. Don't in think Port she's Arlington. running this time again, but I do believe that Fianna Fáil will have a a candidate in Port, in Port Arlington. Arlington. Um, and I know their nomination forms are out to their members this week, and they're looking for nominations. Even though a lot of that stuff goes on in the background. Mm. Anyway, Willie Ramswan and Tim Ho, he's going to be looking for the Fianna Fáil nomination. And we'll be covering these stories later in the year. Like, geographically, Porrick Fleming, the Swan, Willie Ramsbottom, Tim Ho, Pascal McAvoy, Tim Ho, slash Stradbally. Should you, you, you throw a stone from each place each to place. the other? So there, there's not a very strong we've geographical spread We've seen spread a lot there. as well where people don't get nominations for their parties and then get elected. Like, Ollie Clooney mm. didn't get the Fianna Gael nomination. Uh, and went in as an independent. Mm. Wasn't Ben Brennan part of? He's a Fianna Fáil background. Yes, yeah. and yeah, yeah. and didn't. So I'm. Um, uh, there's there's other examples ah, yeah, of that yeah. over time where uh, sometimes going as an independent is. Ah, sometimes the independent. Mm. Like there'll be a lot of. There's still a traditional enough vote at local level, and someone will say, "I'm not voting for your Fine Gael or the next thing they're independent. Mm. Right, they're, they're free to vote for them. You mm. know, it's 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 different. Um, I do think that Greyport area is going to be. There's going to be there's only nine candidates the last time. I reckon we'll have more than that this time. Oh well, God, yeah, I'd be very surprised if, if we're not yeah. double digits. I think it'll be around. The, yeah, you'd imagine so. Anyway, it should be around the 12, 12 mark yeah, or that. Like and, and six to be elected. And six so. to be elected. So it'll be much more interesting because that was the most straightforward of yeah. the of the ones the last time. I think there was an area down in uh, in Castle, sort of around Castle Comer. I think there was nine candidates and seven of them got elected. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not not very exciting. Not what we want. No, uh, we want big numbers and high yeah. drama and going on there until what? What? How long many days did it go on for it the last started, time? It started at nine o'clock on a ch- Saturday morning and it finished at about two o'clock on a Tuesday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what we want. <laughs> Hang it on to the Wednesday. Even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd go to a leash match in the middle of it, did I? That's the general election. You only came in after the. You only came yeah. in about the Monday. Yeah, I, I didn't have to do. Was there a leash match on around? D- there the was Leash played in Tullamore on the Sunday of the local elections the last time. And the Hammer West Westmead West was it? Westmead. Not yeah. sure if they hammered them, but the. Is that not the game where Paul Kingston scored no, all the goals? The bet Westmead, but they didn't hammer them. Oh, okay. The bet Westmead two years in a row, but uh, Leash supporters. I think they were Ben Brennan supporters. Big Joe, <laughs> and a few of the credit yard boys arrived at the election count in their <laughs> Leash jerseys. Yeah. Um, so that's it. I think that Great Cullen Port Arlington area will be more interesting the next time. Uh, Port Leash area. Sinn Féin have said they're running two candidates. Yeah, uh, which I definitely expected. Um, they run two. They run two the last time, but they had one in Abbey Leagues. Was that what happened? God, I'll have to look uh, that up now. But the the new person is uh, Maria McCormack. She's the new. Uh, she is the new um, Sinn Féin, Sinn Féin. To, to run alongside Caroline Dwayne Stanley. Yeah, who who has a huge vote? Mm. You know, for uh, for and Sinn Féin are obviously very popular at the minute. So you would imagine that. Well She'll have a good chance of getting in. Yeah, someone said to me that Sinn Féin have seven or eight candidates lined up and they're hoping to take about six seats. So that would be two seats in each area. And Port Leash... Oh, I did, you're right. John Gormley. John Gormley ran for Sinn Féin. He's from around Abbey Leagues. Mm. See, Sinn Féin did very badly in the last local elections. They did, yeah. He, like, only, he like, got like 131 first preference votes. But both Caroline mm. Dwayne Stanley and Aidan Mullins' first preference vote was down considerably in the last local elections. And that was only about eight months before the next general election. Like, the girl down in, in, in Clare... Uh, didn't get anywhere close to being elected in the local elections and they got about 20,000 votes in the general right, that yeah, happened yeah, all yeah, over yeah. the country yes um, so remember the joke was you could put a dog in the ballot paper and <laughs> if you had a Sinn Féin logo beside <laughs> oh, you get in like, elected, like, yeah. Yeah. so it, it, the, the dynamic between local and general is interesting but for Sinn Féin to take two seats in Port Lee should be huge to mm. do that they're going to have to take out someone they're going to have to take out a Fianna Fáil or they're going to have to take out a uh, Fine Gael or, or they'll have to maybe take out well, a you see there's person. a dynamic to shift there like you look at right Willier got 1500 votes mm. Uh, John Joe Fenley got 1,400 Here's a good votes. one on John Joe Fenley. John Joe Fenley has gone in six local elections, 99, 04, 09, 14, and 95. And I think he has never gone past the second count. He's either been oh. a second count once and first count every other time. It's fair going, isn't so it? John Joe doesn't get to wait around for any of the drama. He gets selected on the first count, job dot, move on. Look, uh, Caroline was third. She 1,200. 
Then Catherine had 1,000, well, Catherine Fitzgerald had 1,080, and then Noel Toohey, who's gone, had 1,041. His wife Mary has since been co-opted to this. Mary thing. Sweeney, who's gone, had 1,024. So, so the, the, the first five, the first all, six importantly, first five all had more than a thousand. Yeah, and then Thomasina Connell. It, it, sorry, th- first six, right? Yeah, and then the, actually next was Naomi Mcbath. Yeah, he'd four five four, and then Thomasina Connell four three four. Like it was okay. a, a huge drop down mm-hmm. to uh, like then you had Dom Dunn three seven nine, Timothy Adjuma three six three, Donald Kelly three three one, Paulie Madigan who was a councillor at the time three two six, Tom Duffy an independent one five four, Noel O'Rourke one three four, John Gormley one three one, and Judith Preston Grace one two five. So it was the the first six as walked you said home. walked home. Yeah. And then it was someone might you scrap for that last seat after that. For the last seat, um, I what was oh yeah. So you have two new. You've, you have Barry Walsh will contest, I presume, his first ever election because he got co-opted when Mary Sweeney stepped down. Ballyrone won't let go of that too easily. The Skyers, Skyers, or Ballyrone, no, yeah. they won't. And and but then they view that as a Ballyrone seat, yes. as much as a Fine Gael seat, yes. nearly. And then uh, uh, Noel too, he's stepped down. Mary too, he's come in. Remains to be seen then what whether she'll actually contest the election. We heard murmurs that Zach would mm. be. Wouldn't that wouldn't be some that, crack? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. You Zach too, he a local councillor. We've heard yeah. it, we haven't had it confirmed, but it's it's a rumour that's doing the rounds. It's a rumour that's doing the rounds. And like I mean you'd imagine if he His contract goes, is up at the end of this season. Yeah, and you'd imagine if he does go, he would get in. Like you'd be surprised if he didn't. It'd be know? so I'm not sure what Zach has been hearing of local council <laughs> meetings <laughs> in his time in Australia. It would be a fair jump. Or playing professional Australian rules <laughs> to be the local. Which we see it all the time with sports people. You know, Graham Garrity was in. He elected, no, but he didn't. He run up there, and did, uh, uh, Alan Dillon is a TD in the doll, former yeah. Mayo footballer, and Ken- Kennedy. Ken- yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Loads, of them. loads, loads of sports of them. people. Loads sure, like they're yeah. they're popular and they're yeah. they're the well liked and the profiles and yeah. you know. Um, so it would, that would be fascinating to see. Like the Portage District will be as always, and there'll be. Oh, there could be 20 candidates if not more in it by the time it comes around yeah, like. for seven seats yeah, yeah. You know. um, I had some interesting snippet on the Port Leash one now and it's gone from my head but and then in the other area Boris Mountmelic like um, did Sinn Féin run anybody over there the last time I think they had a girl in Mountmelic they had yes they did they had Lor- Lorna Hulahan Gary I think Mountmelic Clunas Lee direction I think Yeah I think And the previous in the previous election That a girl down from around Boris Nostry mm. um, Oh sorry That was the point I was going to make uh, You know You have transfers And all that And we were joking about Her national correspondent Last week Saying it'll all come down To transfers um, Saying But but in the last general election Of the f- 21 seats Or 19 seats filled 17 of them Were in the positions After the first count And the only two That changed positions Niamh McBall was in the seventh seat in Port Leash and got overtaken by Thomas Ian O'Connell, independent. So an independent can get do well on first preferences and then they don't really have a party candidate. So like Thomas Ian O'Connell, when Willie Aird gets elected, his surplus came to her oh, or whatever. Yeah. And they might, uh, did they have a candidate behind Thomas Ian? I can't remember. Who did? Uh, well, they had Mary Sweeney, obviously, above her. I don't think they're the fourth candidate. But often if you have a low... Fine Gael, no. No, obviously no. if you have a low-ranking candidate that gets eliminated, their votes will go mm. um, as well. So, But... And the only other one was Brendan Phelan, I think, was in seventh or yep. sixth position. He was six votes ahead of Conor Bergen. He had 9 3 1 and Conor had 9 2 5. Overtook him. So David yeah. Goodwin got eliminated and it, it overtook his surplus. Uh, yeah. his surplus. So it's, it's, that's fascinating. It's mm. a great crack. Um, but the only two ones that were in the top seats, in the initial seats, were both independents. Yeah. So that's where the, the power of the party comes to the fore yeah uh, or, or not having a running mate yeah um, anyway so that, that's this is not a local story Niall Collins and the ditch and Paddy Cosworth what's your view on all of this uh what's my view on it I've actually been following it fairly fairly closely so I have a <laughs> a general thing I tell you what my view on it is my view on it is something that Ashley Moran actually says all the time if you've nothing to hide you have nothing to fear yeah so why won't Niall Collins come into the doll and answer questions Simple. Yeah, simple, simple enough. Like, yeah, and like I just this Mihal Martin. I would, I wouldn't. The ditch now. I think, I think it's important that their credentials are being put out there. Mm. It's important that people know that Paddy Cosgrave is backing them to the tune of one million mm. over five. I think it's over five years. I take a million. Would you give us a million? <laughs> <laughs> a donation. It's, it's a donation yeah. more than an yeah, investment. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, because how does the ditch make any money? As a, as a business, yeah, you know, I think it's important that their credentials are out there. 
Yeah. You know, I think that's important to let people make up their own minds. The reporting has been absolutely top class. You know, like their investigative skills, the reporting has been top class. I do wonder if the Niall Collins story has been a little bit overplayed in the sense that there were other councillors at the meeting. They unanimously backed uh, the decision to sell the land. Okay, his wife was... Um, but he walked out of the meeting, which he should have done. He absolutely should have gone out. The vote would have still been the exact same thing. Mm. You know, so... It, it, part of me would be taking the attention should be turned to the five other councillors at the meeting and not the one that uh, who ha- he had a, he had an interest um, and the other thing as, as the, the nothing no, what, what's that one from Ashmore nothing to if fear. you have nothing to hide, hide you should nothing have nothing, to, nothing fear. to fear yeah, yeah and, and, and that's what these sort of exposés that the ditch are doing like the Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, like the stuff is there to be exposed yeah. you know the stuff is there to be exposed so you can't deny that um, the only thing I'd wonder is if there's a change of government will that level of r- reportage continue on on the on well the I think uh, Paddy Cosgrove is on the record of saying that he wants to take down the establishment that's yeah. not a, he's tweeted yeah. that like that <laughs> that's not a, a a thing and like the, the, he he what you saw I suppose in the doll was Mihal Martin trying to fight back mm. for probably the first behind, time really behind doll privilege I have a tree. I'm not going to say it on either way, is he? No, no. Yeah, uh, and 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 that like so he he was he was clever enough and he fought back in the way he did. Uh, again, it's one of those things because it's on Twitter and social media. I Far I wonder if uh, yeah, media, uh, like Far if you walk down to the to the shop there in Strabby and I pulled somebody over and I asked them what the ditch was, sure it's it's over there. Like, <laughs> sure they wouldn't have a clue what yeah, it was. Yeah, like, yeah. so it's it is obviously within the microcosm of social media and Twitter and all that, which is different, but. Um, that's the one thing I. That's the only thing I took from it. If Niall Collins and Fianna Fáil feel that he has nothing, has done nothing wrong, well then come in and answer exactly. questions. Exactly. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why refuse? <laughs> Why hide? Yeah. The, the the other thing the other thing I'd say is like taking down the establishment. And, you know, does it change anything? Does it make the people who are anti-establishment? It only makes them more anti-establishment. Yeah, you suppose you're trying does to target people in the middle. Mm. The ones who would oh, be, yeah, yeah. you know, they wouldn't have strong feelings one way or the other, and they might go, "Oh well, no, I'm not going to vote for them the next yeah. time," you know, if they're doing that. Like, so that that's but probably the, the, the other thing I would say, and I think it, this never is reflected on social media, is that there's a massive silent majority, mm. and they're generally Finnegale voters. I find yeah. that they're out there, but they don't go getting into scraps on social media. No, they don't say anything. No. Like you, you look at the abuse and the negative commentary towards Charlie Flanagan. Any story that goes up about Charlie is just... He only, it was only there to the weekend, there was another one. Um, oh, he went to go with the hard left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Charlie loves it, I think, though. Like, I, 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 I <laughs> I mean, he has long since given up yeah. the, 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 the <laughs> chance to sort of no. um, appease. Yeah, certain, yeah, like, yeah. He has a view that there is a certain crowd that has no time for him whatsoever. Yeah, and like, He's never going to win him over no matter no. what he does. Now, no. he has said to me some of the comments that are directed towards him. Are ah, and like there, there's people there like at the minute, I think last night there was a protest outside Leo Radker's house. Like, yeah. that stuff's wrong. Paul Murphy was, like, yeah. Paul Murphy and Leo Radker, you couldn't get two more different political people. And it was the same thing happened outside his house only last yeah. week. You know, uh, that stuff no, is... No, that's, uh, that's completely, completely that's wrong. off the... Yeah, uh, that's wrong. Uh, that's completely yeah. wrong. But what was I going to say about Charlie there? Oh, yeah, I, like... If Charlie is as unpopular as the social media post suggests he is, how has he been getting elected <laughs> 10 out of 11 times since 1987? Yeah. You know, comfortably. Yeah. Every, I know he lost the seat once, but when he came back, he won it again. And it's held on to it like, yeah. since. You know, yeah. if there is that level of... I don't know. It's, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a bubble. It's, it's not it's reflective of real bubble. life. But that would be, you asked me my opinion. That is my opinion, I think. What's your opinion of, uh, of Paul Murphy? I wouldn't agree with. <laughs> I, I wouldn't agree with much to know of 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 Paul Murphy. Yeah. A lot of those lads, like I, I remember I actually met. I actually interviewed Richard Boyd Barrett when I was in college. Mm. Um, he, I, I was doing a thing. My thesis was on wind farms. Okay. So I was trying to present both sides of the argument. And back at that time, that was about two thousand and. 13, 14, 14 yeah, and there was yeah, a big yeah. protest in Dublin against the wind farms and he was at it and and I went Those are against everything. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like yeah, so yeah. so I went up to him and, and I and I chat and a, a more accommodating Engaging, like yeah. and, and once I told him what I was doing it for, like, you know, yeah. couldn't be more nice and, and all that and um gave his time and all that. But would I agree with no. Like I, I saw even about like I remember Paul Murphy and John Burton and that oh stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't agree with any of that. Like, oh, you know, I but I just on the, the Niall Collins thing. That's I just can't understand. And, I, and I'd love to. Like, it was somebody was on again. Tommy Bow. Tommy Bow <laughs> struck again. Did you see that? Yeah. He had uh, what girl was he? One of the Fina Fina Fall TDs. Um, I can't think for name. And he had her on, and he just asked very simply, you know. 
exactly that. No, you know, he didn't get into what Niall Collins did or didn't do or what the ditch were alleging either. He just simply asked her, why won't he just come and answer the questions? And then we can move on one way or the other. We can accept. Oh, they've moved on now. But we can accept what he. uh, We can accept what he says, or we can't. Yeah, that's it. Like you know. Yeah. The, the, I'd say Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael said no more resignations like, oh no no, 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 no they're not giving I'd say no matter what happens yeah. now unless they uh, unveil the one of them as a mass murderer or something yeah. I'd say there'll be no more because they've given them was Robert Troy the Robert first Troy. one um, it was a great sketch English oh yeah, yeah Damien English I met him here in the Port Leash Enterprise yeah. Centre he was here so did I actually he was here for no was it wasn't him the two oh, no, I met wasn't him, him here no yeah. did I meet I met another fellow he was running for an MEP at the time obviously his name he was Fianna Fáil as well. The time it was a Fianna Gael, maybe he was. Oh, it was Andrew Doyle. Ah, that's he was yeah, trying yeah. to say it's some le- link to Lee Shaves and MEP. He didn't get elected, did he? No, 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 no. He, he retired altogether. He retired altogether. Yeah, yeah. but the uh, Damien English one, yeah, and the 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 one that the, the actual one that I thought was the most legitimate was the onboard Planola fella. Mm. Because he's deputy yeah. uh, head of that. Oh, yeah, and like, there'll be criminal things over that. Like, and so. look, it's, it's, it's very good investigative stuff. The, the the attacks on the MSM, the mainstream media, and the government shills and all that. <laughs> like, this is just tiresome. <laughs> um, but part of me be thinking, so, so some of the national media should nearly pick up the ditch boys. And, uh, oh, yeah. Right, so, investigative unit for the Irish Times or the Irish Independent. Off you go. Off you go. Yeah. You know? Yeah, off um, you go. Like, I think, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff you said about the MSM not covering the yeah, story. Yeah. And Gavin Riley explained that fairly clearly as to why they couldn't, you know, until they got the official <laughs> documents. But the other thing is that mainstream media don't uncover it. It's absolute rubbish. Sure, there's full-time uh, scandals, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, mad jump in topics before we hear from Michael Scully. Talchant Cup draw. Explain, All right. this to, explain this to the uninitiated. Alan's yeah. eyes light up. <laughs> something I like. <laughs> something uncomfortable to talking about. Yeah, so the Talton Cup is the, well, it's the second year of it, so it's not new anymore, but it's uh, the second tier competition of football, Gaelic football. So it's in, like a, a B championship basically. or the intermediate, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. exactly. At least we'll give it a fancy name yeah, so we won't, Cup. you know, yeah. and we won't call it they tried this before with the Tommy Murphy Cup. Do you remember that? Yeah, one of the and that was, greatest ever. And yeah. that was a disaster. It, it didn't last at all. But this will last and this will. This has already proven that it does work. Um, last year, because of COVID, it was ran on a straight knockout basis. And Leash lost in round one to Westmead, who actually went on and won it. Leash should have beaten them that day. Um, but this, this time it's... Um, Group stage. Group draw was and made I just, today. I just see a typo in my thing that I'll have to fix. But uh, anyway, the, the, the draw was made today. So Leash have been drawn with... Leash were third seeds. That was based off their National League performance where they finished third in Division 4. So they, they were third seeds for the competition. And they've been drawn with Cavan, who are the favourites to win the competition. Beaten in uh, Astros final. Beaten in Astros final. There'll be a way to them on the 13th yeah. to 14th May. First time since 1936, I believe, that Leash will play Cavan in the championship. Wow. Yeah, They've played in Cavan in the championship. I was there at least once. Played them in the league a few times. Yeah, depending yeah. on a couple of years ago yeah. but anyway it's first time since 1936 Owen Cullerton tells me and then we play Offaly the following yeah. week that's at home so it'll be Martin Murphy it's interesting to see what type of crowd is there for that now local mm. derby Lee's mm. not going well Offaly going well mm. they might enjoy coming over to, to take Offaly will come over alright yeah. Uh, yeah, Martin sure. Murphy managing Port Arlington or yeah. managing Offaly yeah, yeah former Port Arlington five Lee senior championships yeah. knows players inside out so he'll yeah. be he'll be over for that and then they'll finish in a neutral venue against London on yeah. the third or fourth of June, we were joking. What's new? You what did you say? Manchester, Manchester, <laughs> Liverpool, or Birmingham? <laughs> yeah. So I don't Cardiff, know. Good Where would they play that game? I, I'd say every Parnell Park or Abbottstown, even. Let let the dub, let London fly in. Flight, yeah, or they could play it in. They could play it in in Sh- uh, Shannon or or Knock. Yeah. Could play it in any of them yeah, places. The Parnell Park now, I'd imagine. Yeah, but three teams come out of the group, so Leash well, not guaranteed. Well, not guaranteed. No, yes. so okay, basically, heavy the, yeah, heavy stuff now. New York are in here as well, but New York are not in the group stage. New York going to a preliminary quarter final, and they will take the place of the worst third place team. Yeah. So if Leash don't beat Offaly or Cavan, which they wouldn't be favourites to do, they will have to beat London. And then hope that they're better than one of the other teams that finished third in the other groups. So um, I'm, 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 I'm thinking. Now call me. I'm usually saying, and anyone that listens to our sports podcast will say that Alan is the positive one. Yeah. I'm the negative we one. flip roles now. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm suggesting that Leeds will put up a credible performance in Breffney Park against Cavan, and they'll beat Offaly, and or they'll they'll definitely no no no. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm backtracking already. Uh, they they'll put up a very good, if not beat. Like when have Offaly got so good that like 
we can be thrown our hat to think that this won't beat them. Like, like ah, yeah, no, like you would be going there. Leash have come back mm, a good bit, mm, but like, but look, on farm this year, Offaly are, are far ahead of Leash on farm. Mm. You know, like they had a couple of good wins in Division, division Three. three. They, near, they nearly got to Leinster final. From promoted, they were only they should have got to Leinster final essentially, beating really? extra time by Loud. Uh, but again. But if Loud got so much better than Le- Le- sure like we beat Loud last year in, in, the, in, in the, the first league. round of the league, yeah, you know. So I think I don't think Leash that, that Dublin game was just uh, it was it was it was worse than I had thought it would be. But I still don't uh, think I still think Leash are better than they are showing they are, and I think they might show it at some stage. Maybe maybe call me stupid or <laughs> something. But let me wrong. Anyway, this isn't a sports podcast. We've plenty of that on our, our talking sport podcast, which will be we'll have a new episode out later this week. We're going to hear from Michael Scully. I know people will enjoy the Michael Scully interview, and we'll be back next week. Okay, today I'm delighted to have as a guest uh, Michael Scully. Michael has been a professional photographer in this area. He can tell us himself, but a ver- very, very long time. Michael, I'll just get you to move the mic a little bit closer to you, to you first of all. But t- how did you get into photography? Well, it was always uh, a hobby of mine, Stephen, but um, when I was still in the vocational school in Portleash, I went to the library, got a book on how to process your own films, and then I had to look around, and I went to, uh, I think it was Gannon's Chemist. Jim Gannon, yeah. (laughs) They had a kit. Yeah. That included developing tank and the necessary bits and pieces, yeah. and uh, that's how I I learned yeah. how to process. So, so you you, gr- you you grew up in Stradbally. You're a Stradbally man originally, even though most people would associate you with Port Arlington now. That's where you've been based for a long time. But you gr- grew up and went to school in Stradbally. That's right. Um, went to school in Stradbally and uh, then went to the vocational school in Portlaoise. Yeah. What what were you like at school? Was photography always sort of you were? I said you were always interested in it, but it wouldn't it wouldn't have been a, there wouldn't have been many photographers. You were, we're talking about when no. the the fifties, sixties. Uh, well, I left vocational school in sixty three. Okay. So, uh, in the late fifties and so on, yeah. uh, there wouldn't have been no. The only photographer I was aware of was the late Terry Redmond. Yeah, in a tie. No, Terry in Portlaoise. Oh, Terry in Portlaoise, okay. He had, um, he began in, I think it was Dr. Murphy Place, yeah. and then he had his studio in, down in Lower Square, just yeah. opposite Shaw's. Yeah. yeah. I do remember all of that. Yeah. And, um, and how, did, so you, you finished school, did you, you, you didn't go straight into it, tell us how it no. came about in the first place. When I finished in the vocational school, I got a job in as a store's assistant storekeeper yeah. in Aldrich okay. on the Dublin Road. Yeah. No, but where Des Hughes Motors is now, essentially. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you worked there for a couple of years. How, wh- wh- and ha- how did the photography come about from there? Well, uh, like you said, it was always a hobby with me. And when I got my first uh, kit on and the book, How to Process yeah. Films, that's how it began. How it began. I had a makeshift darkroom at home in Oakville. And uh, in fact, it was an old stable where the horses used to right. get. Yeah. <laughs> and it was easy to black it up because yeah. there was no window in Okay, it. so it was ready-made. Uh, ready, well, <laughs> almost, yeah. Yeah, and w- were you taking photos sort of uh, from from that point on, like of social occasions and such? Or what, what were you taking pictures of? Well... Anything and everything. Uh, I do remember uh, the very first steam rally. Okay. December 65. Right. That was uh, the very first steam rally. Yes. Yes, okay. I have um, black and white and a few colour slides yeah. from that. Okay. So yeah. And then how did it become a job? Where, 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 what was the first step into actually making it? What what you're, you did for a living? Yeah, well, uh, I kept an eye on... The small ads in yeah. the evening press. Right. And yeah. uh, I had a look at it for two reasons. First, uh, any second-hand equipment yeah. that I thought I could afford. Right. And then, now and again, there'd be uh, jobs. Okay. So I replied to an advert, and it read something like, uh, professional photographer requires assistant. Yeah. 
in provincial town, replied yeah. to box number. Right. So I had no idea where it was. So I replied uh, to it, and two days later, my brother Tom, who lives at home in Stradbally, phoned and he said, there's a telegram here for you. Yeah. And your telegrams were as rare as hen's right, yeah. Because we had no phones. Yeah. So I... Um, I replied to the phone. It said, phone Carrick on Shannon, yeah. 84. I'll but always remember the number. Yeah. So um, I phoned, and it turned out to be a man called John Keeney. Okay. He had a studio in Carrick and Shannon, and he had a second studio in Sligo. Right. So I went to, he said, come on up, and I went up uh, that Saturday, and... Oh, he wined and dined me. <laughs> in fact, yeah, my brother, my late brother, John, brought me up. Okay. I had no transport. And he said, look, stay for the weekend. Yeah. Stay overnight at least. So I did. And, in fact, he drove me home. Now, from Carrick and Shannon, yeah. Stradbally. In the mid-1960s. Yeah. yeah. No uh, motorways. Yeah. It was a long journey, but... He brought me around, showed me his, he had a great setup, all right. Uh, he had a shop and a studio. Okay. And the shop, he sold uh, almost everything. Right. And um, then he brought me around, showed me all the local uh, sites. Yeah. And then he, um, there was never a sign of an interview. Okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. All along, I was, uh, when will this happen? Right. But even on the way home, on the Sunday, there's still no sign of an interview. Yeah. So I had to ask, yeah. well, have I got the job? Oh, yeah, when when can you begin? Yeah. Right. So, but to go back a step, I had to bring with me uh, some pictures that It'd I had taken, taken yes. and so on. So he had a look at those yeah. and criticised some of them. <laughs> well, in a nice Okay, constructive. Nice <laughs> constructive criticism, yeah. Yes. Uh, and you up sticks and left your job in Port Leash and went up to... Oh yeah. to, to and you lived in Carrick and Shannon for a couple of years? Well, I lived in Carrick for about a year. Okay. And his... Uh, oh, where is your all right? <gasps> Sorry about No that. problem, you're grand. Um, you lived in Carrick for about a year, you're telling about me. About a year, because... Um, his other photographer in Sligo, he had a photographer there okay. as well, he left right. to go to, uh, I think it was the Anglo-Celtic cabin. cabin. okay, yeah. So that left a vacancy yeah. and I was sent to Sligo. Right, oh, you were sent to Sligo, okay. And how long did you spend in Sligo? In at the deep end. Um, I'd say about a year, okay. Stephen. Yeah. yeah. And what, what, what type of things would you have been photographing at that time then? Just about everything. Okay. Uh one of the strangest things I had to photograph, well, for me at least, was uh, a burial. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because the person who died, all the relations uh, had emigrated to okay. America, and people in America wanted to uh, see the funeral. Okay. Or maybe yeah. make sure he was buried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you defeat the coffin and that go down into the ground and the yeah. whole lot, like, yeah. right? Yeah. Most unusual. Yeah. And would it? Who who were your clients? Like, would you been covering weddings in that up oh there? A yeah. lot of we lot of weddings. Yeah, he, he was big. He okay, was big into in in the the west. In okay, the yeah, weddings. he was yeah. he was very well known, I believe. Right. And uh, I remember one bank holiday weekend, he had thirteen weddings <laughs> from right. Friday to the Monday. Okay, and he had uh, two or three full time photographers, but he also. Brought in part-time. Right. So he was essentially an agency nearly, was he? Like I wouldn't call him an agency, no, but uh, he certainly knew how to run a business. Run a business. Okay, yeah. And, and were the, the local newspapers at the time clients as well? Like, would you have been doing matches and dinner dances? And yes. Oh, okay. God, yes. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, the Leitrim Observer, yeah. was right across the road from where I worked. Right. And the Sligo champion then when I went to Sligo. Okay. And... Uh, not so much newspaper work. I did a little bit of sport okay. on different occasions, but the 
the big end of his business was weddings. Weddings, okay. Yeah, and yeah. studio work. Okay, so yeah. people coming in for family portraits yeah. and stuff like that, okay. And did, did you love the job? Like, was it... Tur- oh, I did. You did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even in a place that you didn't, you, I'm sure you got to know the people quite quickly. But you were you were a complete newcomer, a complete oh, yeah. stranger, yeah, totally stranger, yeah. yeah. And Carrick, but Carrick was lovely. It was, as you know, a very tourist town, oriented, yeah, oriented town, and uh, loads of tourists, especially in the summer. Okay, summer it was. Use on the Shannon, of course, yeah, Shannon yeah. There, there, am I right? Uh, maybe I don't know whether it's going back this time, but there, there, there's a lovely vibe about Leitrim. There's a sort of a lovely community, or uh, maybe, uh, maybe I'm taking that up wrong. But yeah. a lot of friends up there. But there is a, it seems to be a lovely sort of tone or something about about life in, in well, that part of the country. I certainly liked uh, Carrick and Shannon. Yeah, got to like it very fast. Right. Yeah. Then just when I got to to know it fairly well, yeah. I was sent to, to Sligo, <laughs> which was equally. As nice. Nice. Okay, yeah. yeah. And how, what what happened then that you came came back to this neck of the woods? Well, I got itchy feet, I suppose. Okay. I I remember one particular dinner dance. They were big yeah. at the time, and uh, we covered this. It was the dinner dance of the year. Okay. I was told yeah. the post office dinner Always. dance. Yeah. And it was full dress. Yeah. And. Uh, I covered that, and when I saw how well he did that yeah. night, I said, Mm-mm, I'd like a taste of that, all right. Right, okay. So, uh, came back, then I came back every four or five weeks yeah, to whatever home. it allowed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I inquired around for premises, so I saw um, premises in Main Street, Stradbally. It was Keenan's. You all know Larry. Yeah. Yes, yeah. His 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 mother. Yeah. Had a spare room. Larry was in Cork at that stage, right. and uh, uh, after a while, I moved in there. Right. And that was it. Yeah, and it moved the studio in there, and well, it was. I really hadn't a studio. Okay. Because there wasn't room. Yeah. I just had a dark room upstairs, right. an old bedroom, and downstairs I had. A very tiny s- office space. Yeah. So yeah, and did the work? H- how did you go about generating the work? Like um yes, well, before I came back to Stradbally, I had a window. Okay, it was an old shop, and I put uh, display pictures up, right. phone numbers and contact yeah. numbers, and that generated some business. Yeah. Then I. We're talk, probably talking what the late sixties, early seventies at this stage. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You set out on your own. I did. Yeah. And um, uh, I then got a request from the Nationalist right. to know if I would take pictures for them. Yeah. So I did, and Paul Donaghy, yeah. you may have known. Yeah, Paul, the late sports editor. Late yeah. Sports editor. <laughs> Uh, he got me to do some sports, and then I did news okay. items as well. So right, that was a, a great help to get yeah. me up and going. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you got known very quickly from that, I'm sure. Well, you would. It's yeah. it's great exposure, you know. Yeah. What did you like? So, what type of news events? What would have been the big events that you might have covered in that era? Or well, I suppose dinner dances mostly, yeah. and day-to-day stuff. Okay. Uh, their reporter here, I'm sure you knew him, Dick. Barrett. Dick Barrett, I know the yeah. name, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dick was, he was very good to me, in fact, yeah. and uh, very helpful, and uh, we worked together. Right. And went to different, all the usual events. events. Yeah, it hasn't changed that much over the years, the events, really, like, they're, no. they're, they're, they might be covered slightly differently, but mm-hmm. the events are still still the, same. still the same. And it yeah. was a different procedure, like, you would go to, you, you mentioned matches, you used to cover matches, I see your old pictures in the Nationalists mm-hmm. and, and that, you'd go to Amour Park or Carlow or Tullamore and be back to your dark room to develop them and then bring them to the paper the next day, was that how it... Well, when you think about it now, yeah. in this digital age, uh, it seemed very cumbersome, but Typical Sunday, yeah. go to a moor park, come back home, maybe do two matches, or if it was the final day, I might have three matches. Yeah. And I would uh, develop the films and hang them up to dry, yeah. then have my tea, yeah. back into dark room, print the pictures, and then, of course, caption. Yeah. That's the, the bit I didn't like. Okay, that, that's the hard work of it, isn't it? Right? It is. <laughs> and I had an, an arrangement with the... 
the men in the railway station in Port Arlington okay. that I would leave the pictures in, slide them in under yeah. the door on Sunday night. They would be put on the first train to Kildare on Monday, yeah. taken off in Kildare and sent, put on the Waterford train and taken off in Carlo, hopefully. Right, and did you drive? Were you in Port Arthur at this stage? Oh, or were yes, you, you, you had moved yes, to Port Arthur at this yeah. stage, so uh, yeah, it was, and and that was how the, that was the old email essentially of the time. Yeah. It, it was well, um, before that, in fact, my cousin Tom Donahue, yeah. who lives in Stradbally, Tom worked in the Nationals, okay, and I would bring the pictures over to Tom, yeah. drive over to Stradbally, and he would bring them in. Right, so and, and they'd be they'd be sort of set on the pages, and yeah. that the next day, and the Nationals probably went to print what Monday night or Tuesday morning or something. Well, in the early days, the paper didn't come out until Thursday. Okay, yes. So if I did matches on Sunday, there was no great rush. Okay, yeah. I could yeah. process on Monday and yeah. bring them over Monday night. That was the okay. usual. and there was plenty of time in that regard. Yeah, time. yeah. And did w- you were also self-employed at this stage you had set out on d- doing weddings and all that and did you oh, yes. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you built up a f- you, know, it's, you must have done some amount of work you're, you're essentially so my, my math's right you're, you're essentially s- nearly 60 years taking photos well, 1969, full-time. Full-time, okay, yeah, yeah so 56 or 54 yeah. or 5 years, yeah. okay, yeah. But before that, as a hobby. As, uh, right, yeah. And y- you must have knocked great enjoyment out of it over the years, because a photographer is at a lot of very positive events. Yeah, I, I think it's a privileged yeah. occupation, because <laughs> you get to see so many events and uh, meet so many people, yeah. it's wonderful yeah. and, and, and as you say a lot of very positive like you, you, how many we- how many weddings do you reckon you photographed in your in your career well someday i must c- go back to i have all my diaries right. i must go back through it and uh, do a count but i remember one particular month uh it was the month of march and i had 27 weddings in yeah. that month Jimmy. now that was uh, that was tough work yeah. because I remember one week in particular, I had uh, three days in succession. I had two weddings each day. Yeah. It was mad. Madness. Yeah. You, you weren't afraid of hard work, though. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I yeah. never was. But yeah. uh, it was a lot of work after Afterwards, that because yeah. I had to process all yeah. the films. That was before uh, colour came in. You know, and then it gradually came in. Yeah. So and in terms of the wedding albums and stuff like that, what w- did you how how what how did that work? So you would cover someone's wedding, and did, did you produce the album, or wh- what was yes. the arrangement there? Well, of course, beforehand, when the couple came to book, they would look at a selection of albums yeah. and select the one they want. So okay, we knew all of that before in advance. Okay, yeah, and your wife worked alongside you, was May, she? Yes, yeah. my my great uh, companion and assistant, yeah. and a bit of everything. Yeah. Me used to uh, do a lot of that, and when color came about, then me filed all the color negatives away yeah. and looked after all put yeah. the albums together because I was out so much I wouldn't be able to do it all back yeah. uh, pile on top of you. Yeah, did you ever think of doing a book or anything? Because you must have an incredible. I know the, the weddings probably aren't really yours to put in a book, but you must have some amount of brilliant photographs from various events. Well, I have I have negatives uh, back to uh, sixty or seventy one. Okay, full time, and then before that, uh, odds and ends from okay. different uh, events. The first steam rally in Stradbally, I know I have some negatives from that. Right. some color slides and uh, an event that maybe you're too young to know, Stephen. Yeah. They Enoch Nalisha. Okay, yeah. That was held on the Rock of Dunamace, which is a festival. Yeah. Right up on the rock. Okay. And they had traditional music and they had pageants and so right. on. Yeah, and your photos from that in the 1960s? Okay. Not very many. That's, okay. I think, around 65. Again, okay. my friend Tony Bambrick, he was yeah. on the committee and a uh, few of us. And um, yeah, that was unusual. Yeah. Did you ever think of doing a book or anything? Or, or did. You did, but you didn't. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and did you ever think about um, getting all your, your files digitised or anything? Because they're an incredible archive and, and record. Well, to digitise them would be a hell of a lot of work. Mm. Uh, 
uh, okay to produce a book, I would have to be selective. Yeah. Digitize the the necessary ones. Right. But uh, no, I that's a lot of work. No, and would would there be any way? I'm just thinking aloud now. Like like that, that. There's a serious local history or local archive in the photos that you've taken over the years. It'd be a shame to, that they'd be lost. But well, it would, yeah. Th- that seems like a project that Leash County Council or someone should take over. Yes, I hope they're listening, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put in a plug for that one. <laughs> yeah. And tell us this, Michael, you're, you're, you're telling me, uh, don't, you know, obviously people could do their subs at it, but you're, you're in your late 70s. Are you still going as hard as ever? No, no. No. no okay, but you're still doing a lot of work, though. I still, yeah, I still do um, work for the newspapers and uh, Leash County Council. Yeah do some studio work but I gave up weddings about six years ago okay well the scene had changed and uh, it seemed like a lot more work than it used to okay yeah but you still you still enjoy working you still I do yeah yeah. and you don't turn down a huge amount of work or anything I'm sure or yeah Yeah, that's not in in a self-employed person's nature. Never was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, did, did you, you showed the same enthusiasm for going off doing a job for the council now as ever, or oh did, yes. yeah. yeah. I like the civic receptions. Okay. You've seen them. Yes, yeah. yeah, very positive events again. Oh, they're lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what what has been the biggest change? I suppose you've seen over the years. Biggest change was from film to digital. Okay. That yeah. was huge. I mean. We used to go to, me and myself used to go to seminars and uh, we heard, oh, digital is just around the corner. We thought, well, I won't have to worry about that. But little did we know that uh, it was right around the corner (laughs) and uh, that was a big change. And do you enjoy enjoy the digital side of it now? Oh, I do. Whereas the old story about the, the... pictures in the envelope on the train to Carlo that's gone yeah. now you just press a button and they're emailed off yeah to to wherever to go yeah. yeah and anyone that would be getting into it now what would be your advice to them it's still there's a change in in technology and all that but it still takes the same mannerisms and personality and stuff like that I'm sure well number one you have to like it and you have to you have to like people I suppose yeah. get to know people but uh I would say that today it's it would be a lot more difficult to earn a livelihood from full-time photography okay. uh, than it was when I began. Okay, yeah. But you don't regret you. You've really enjoyed your working career. Oh, I have, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and as you said, it's been a privilege. Look, Michael, you, you, you're such a pleasure to deal with at various events. I'd say everyone uh, in the county knows you. Well, I wouldn't say everyone. But I was very nearly... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've got to know a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I, I suppose what 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 stands out to me is your 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 personal nature and your good manners and your pleasant how pleasant it is to deal with you on an ongoing basis. And you've been doing that for over sixty years. It's been some career. You should take great pride for, pride in it. And Very I want well, to uh, congratulate you on a great career. And hopefully, we'll keep working alongside each other for for a good while yet. Why not, Michael Scully? Thanks very much for your time. You're welcome, Stephen. Thanks.